Welcome to this Daring Adventure podcast, where we work on bridging the gap between where we are and where we want to be in order to live a bigger and bolder life. In this podcast, we will provide inspiration, tips, and skills you need to make your life the adventure you want it to be. Here's your host, mindset mentor and life coach, Trista Gurton. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of this Daring Adventure podcast. I'm your host, Trista Gurton. I'm so grateful that you're here today. Thank you for listening in. This episode number 16 is all about having difficult conversations. Earlier this week, I was watching a trashy reality TV show on Netflix. I will not tell you which one, but needless to say, it involved selling real estate in Beverly Hills. What happened was in one scene, one of the the young women, I think she was in her early 30s, was describing to a friend how she had been dating the same guy for four years, but he still hadn't proposed. And she was feeling that it was time for her to, to get married and to have babies. She didn't want it to be too late. So fine. She then went on as she was talking to her friend, telling her that she had not had this conversation with her boyfriend and that she actually didn't know what he was thinking about these issues or how he felt about it. So of course I cringed inwardly and was sort of like, lady, you have to talk to him. And of course, we've all been there, right? I mean, I know I've been there in my own relationships from time to time, particularly when I was younger, that I held back and didn't have some of those difficult conversations because you're afraid, right? I was afraid of what the other person might say. And I think especially when we're in relationships with a significant other, we don't want to jeopardize what we currently have. And instead, we just keep silent and hope for the best. This can also happen at work with our boss. Maybe sometimes we want to ask for a raise or a promotion. It can happen with our parents telling them what we want or what we don't want about our career choices, whatever it is. And generally, we let our fear of the worst case scenario occurring to keep us from having that difficult conversation. So we don't ask for what we truly want. And this makes sense, of course. I mean, our brain is designed to keep us safe and wants to prevent us from feeling vulnerable, disappointed, or sad, from ending up alone or unemployed or kept away, marginalized from from family and friends, it keeps us in a state of fear. And the more fearful we are, the less likely we are to have that conversation. And therefore, the less likely we are to experience the, the emotion that we don't want to feel. I really wanted to ask this woman if it wasn't better to have this conversation with him to find out what he was thinking. Then, of course, she could decide how she wanted to proceed or not. You don't want to land up spending years with this person only to find out that he doesn't want to get married and he doesn't want to have a baby. And then it is too late. And, you know, in the following scene, she did actually bring the subject up to him, but it was very vague in the way she approached it. And then his answer was even more vague 
and it was kind of awkward. Basically, I think the conclusion of the of the conversation was that he just kind of wanted to see how things would go, and he was very noncommittal. And they both sort of just sat there in awkward silence when the scene ended. So how can we have these difficult conversations? How can we work up the courage we need to ask directly for what we want or to tell the other person what we want? First, I think we need to have awareness around what we are afraid will happen. Specifically, what we are afraid of feeling. For instance, our friend in Beverly Hills was afraid that her boyfriend wouldn't want to marry her or to have children. She would then feel disappointment, rejection, sadness, and this is important to know. She might also be afraid that she would have to make a decision to end the relationship or that he would. This is also important to know. She could then think that she would land up alone and might never find anyone else again. Oftentimes, our brain offers us this vague yet overwhelming feeling of fear, and we don't want to exactly explore that fear as to understand exactly what might happen. But understanding the specifics is an important first step to overcoming the fear. It forces the brain to get more specific, and then we can start to undermine some of its its arguments, if you will, that what it's fearing isn't logical, might not happen, and is completely unrealistic. Next, you want to be clear that regardless of what happens, you are afraid of feeling that emotion that you think will accompany the result. So in this instance, she was afraid of feeling rejected. The good news is that emotions do not kill us. You can experience any emotion, which is basically just a vibration in your body, and you will survive. Now, look, I'm not discounting the fact that her relationship may end. And of course, that's a very difficult situation. It's not easy. It's upsetting. But the end, the emotion won't kill us we will survive. We can get through it. And if we can process that emotion, meaning we can allow for it and feel it without trying to change it or resist it, then we can start to move through it quicker. Now, of course, the relationship ending is the worst case scenario. Chances are it might not be that bad, but it's great to find that out. The main thing is to reassure yourself That regardless of how you end up feeling after that conversation, you will be okay. We're just fearing an emotion and you can feel any emotion and survive. The other thing our brain loves to do is offer us the worst case scenario, which again for her was the ending of the relationship and him rejecting marriage and having children with her. So... If there is a worst case scenario, then that means there is a best case scenario. She might have the conversation and he might want to get married and have children too. So it's important that she gives equal airtime to both cases, the worst and the best. And in order to do so, we need to deliberately ask our brain to focus 
and imagine what the best case scenario might be. Next time you are finding yourself going down the worst case scenario path, ask your brain for the best case scenario and spend some time there imagining the details and how that might feel. Don't just allow your brain to wander off and focus on the negative and the worst case scenario. We need to actively and deliberately refocus it on what the best case scenario might be and how things could end up either way. Because at this point, either could be true. So give equal airtime to both scenarios. Now, when you want to have a difficult discussion with someone and you have a position about what you want, whether it's a course of action or something you want to achieve, It helps to be very clear about what you want specifically, why you want it, and that you like your reasons. You want to be clear in your own head and confident first. When you have this information, then you will be able to show up differently for the conversation. This clarity will give you strength and determination that will translate into positive action. Even if the conversation doesn't go exactly as you may have hoped, when you are clear about what you want, you will be able to think more rationally about the next steps. And you will also be able to articulate your position in a much clearer, better way. Now, you want to be prepared for next steps. When you're having that conversation, you want to be clear about what the different scenarios may be. We know the worst case scenario. We know the best case scenario. Preparing for the next steps is not about ultimatums because I don't believe that ultimatums are ever the answer, but you do want to understand what you would be willing to do if you don't get what you want. So for instance, if our friend in Beverly Hills had this conversation with her boyfriend and he says he doesn't want to get married, then she will need to be clear about what she will do as a response. There's no need to tell him she will leave if he doesn't marry her. She can just decide to leave or not. Ideally, you want to have some idea about this outcome before you have the conversation. But of course, it's all perfectly okay if you want to take some time after to reflect and decide how you want to proceed. It's helpful to have this idea ahead of time. And there's no right answer here for her or for you. It just depends on what you want. Be honest with yourself about what you want. Decide what is acceptable and what is not. You don't need to explain it and you don't need to justify it to anyone. But it is a means of keeping your power. Decide what you want know your reasons, and like them. If you're ready to have the difficult conversation, let's say you are prepared to feel any emotion, you've explored the best case and worst case scenarios, you are clear about what you want, you know your why, and you like your reasons. And you know what steps you will take either way, regardless of the results, 
of the conversation. Here are some additional tips that may help you to get through that difficult conversation. First, choose your thoughts deliberately about the conversation and the other person, right? You don't want to be thinking that you don't want to deal with them or that it could be an ugly conversation. This will not be helpful and you will not show up for the conversation in the way you want to. Be honest with the person you are speaking to about how you're feeling. So if you're feeling a little afraid or nervous, share that with him or her. Allow for them to have their own opinions and feelings, regardless of what comes up for them. Just allow for it. They're entitled to have whatever thought and feeling that they come up with. Your response should be to be curious and to be open to receiving it, whatever it may be. You can have compassion and try to understand their position and why they might be feeling the way they are. I would also urge you to assume the best. Remember that it takes two people to argue. So allow the other person to be upset, but it doesn't mean that you have to be. It goes the same with Whatever the response, you don't need to be resentful. You don't need to be hurt. You don't need to be upset. Approach it as an opportunity to connect with them and to develop intimacy. If the conversation becomes too heated, don't be afraid to ask for some time to have a break, to calm down and collect your thoughts, and to get your nervous system back online. Resume the conversation only when you know what you want to say and when the other person is ready as well. Having difficult conversations is a part of life, but with some preparation, curiosity, and compassion, the conversation can be easier than you think. The important thing is that we want to be honest with ourselves and with the other person. Hold space for yourself and for them to feel any emotion, to express that emotion and to have an opinion. Most importantly, having difficult conversations requires you to allow yourself to feel whatever emotion you may be afraid of. Know that regardless of whatever emotion comes up, whatever the outcome of the conversation may be, you can feel that emotion and you will survive it. A feeling is just a vibration in your body. Most likely, the conversation will not be as bad as you imagine, and you will feel somewhat better afterward. There's a freedom in resolving the issue that will help you to move forward with your life when you know the other person's position and have decided accordingly how you want to proceed. So that's what I have for you today. Don't be afraid to have those difficult conversations especially when it comes to relationships or getting what you truly want. I know it can be difficult to feel those emotions, but I promise you, you will feel better in the long run. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you have a moment to rate, review, share, and subscribe the podcast, I would greatly appreciate it. For the month of December, for each new subscriber that I receive, I'm going to be donating one tree through Tree Nation. It's an NGO that plants trees around the world. 
If you're interested in trying coaching for yourself, I do offer private one-hour coaching sessions. The link to schedule your session is in the show notes. I would be honored to be your coach. If you're feeling that you are meant for more, it's because you are. 2023 is coming up. This is a fantastic time to start getting clear about the life that you truly want to create for yourself. Thank you for tuning in. I will talk to you in a couple of weeks. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this Daring Adventure podcast with your host, Trista Gurton. We hope you enjoyed the tips and conversations on how to get excited about life again. As always, you can head to tristagurton.com for additional resources and to book a one-on-one coaching session. You can also follow Trista on Instagram at Trista B. Gurton. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.